Welcome to Humanity Shines with Shelly Nagel. This podcast features people from all walks of life, their ups and downs, and what inspires them. Today, we have Molly Sebastian joining us from New York City. She is the co-founder of Invictus Bakery. Hi, Molly. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I wanted to ask you about how life shifted for you after Ava's diagnosis. Okay, so Ava was diagnosed um, around three and a half, I would say. So a little bit later than than a lot of the boys they're diagnosed on the spectrum, which is an issue for, for some girls. They mm-hmm. are looking for, I guess, different, um, you know, milestones. And so the girls or died tend to be diagnosed a little bit later. So she was diagnosed at about three and a half. Okay. And um, I would say that my life <laughs> sort of radically changed uh, at that, at that moment. Mm-hmm. So after her diagnosis, did you like change schools or did you start um, integrating different methods or things to make things easier to adjust to maybe how she was seeing the world or how she was moving through the world? Yeah. So great question. So I think, um, you know, again, three and a half, I had at the time I was a development producer for reality shows. And so I always loved researching and, and, you know, really sort of diving into wormholes and wormholes within (laughs) wormholes. And so I thought, okay, well, let me learn everything that there is to learn about the spectrum because I, and, and that was a real disconnect in a lot of ways because I was looked at my like, you know, what I thought was sort of this like charming little kid who was making like these beautiful bird noises. And I just saw so much, you know, beauty in her personality. Yeah. And then everything that I would read, um, sorry, I always get emotional when I talk. That's about okay. That's okay. That I would read was so dismal and dreary, frankly. And so I just couldn't reconcile these two words worlds. And I remember in the early days, like, am I allowed to swear? No. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? You know, where is all the positive stuff that, like, where someone have something positive to say about this, what I now especially see as a beautiful cognitive style? And again, you know, every so often I will do a search now just to see, like, if you're a new, if you're brand new to getting this diagnosis, has the world kind of, like, caught up with all the beauty of this cognitive style. And I would say that, no, you know, maybe right. a little bit better than it was whenever we're talking about 12 years ago, I guess, at this point. Um, so just that real disconnect of, okay, there's so much fear out there and, you know, t- telling you if you have a kid on the spectrum, especially Ava is a minimal speaker. So mm-hmm. um, she doesn't have a lot of language, not a lot of back and forth. And that profile, especially, I would say that all the messaging out there you know, and we're talking about from the supposed experts and developmental pediatricians and all the big organizations, um, really just about, you know, what an isolating, terrible experience this is going to be. So I think in the early days, especially, I probably because I, I love the research part of things, I found pretty early on um, ASAN, which is Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. 
and you know making contact with those folks in the easy in the early days and that was really my lifeline you know really hearing autistic people obviously their mantra is nothing about us without us and so hearing from them kind of directly what their life experience is like so yeah was helpful but um pretty early on realizing like okay this traditional path of consensus reality or whatever you want to call it is not gonna it's not gonna lead this it, I, I gotta get off that path right right because it's not honoring her as a whole person and the beauty and because i know ava and she i knew her <laughs> As a child, when she was very young, and she's a very magical, interesting, unique child, and just brings so much joy, and her smile just, like, lights up a room, and yeah, and there's just so many beautiful things about being able to see the world differently, moving through the world differently, and I feel like that needs to be embraced and honored more. You you took that information, and you started to, you know, process that, um, and you started to find kind of your own avenues, correct? On how to move through this? I mean, that I would say took a little while. I think initially, you know, you're sort of trying to figure out, okay, what are the systems? Where are best to, where where should she go? What are our options? Um, I will say that, you know, having to do it all over again now, I've learned things that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do what I did in those early days where I didn't know as much, maybe. Yeah type programs um you know not to badmouth programs but i i don't i think that a lot of the let's say traditional school programs really they do a lot of work of um not allowing kids that gave her to express herself you know ava stims right she moves her hands a lot um she yeah. loves to make these like high-pitched noises that the maybe the decibel level of like a dolphin yeah <laughs> like, a little jarring <laughs> but i i that's to me how she navigates in the world. That's you know that. Is so so I I don't want to take that away from her. Absolutely, absolutely. That's how they. You know, I remember being in a school in the early days and and having one of the teachers say to us, you know, oh she can't wear those leggings. She has to wear jeans, which are very uncomfortable her and the reason for that is because we need her to put her hands in her pockets because when she walks she takes her finger and she sort of like slides it along the wall uh-huh one of those things from the asan folks the autistic self-advocacy folks in those early days would say to me molly that's how she knows where her body is in in the universe right like uh-huh. that's how she, she marks the wall so that she knows you know, they're they're saying that, that, that that's what they assume because that's how maybe they feel um, with mm-hmm. vestibular issues or OT or whatever it is. Uh, and so it was just all all of those early days of like, OK, kind of, again, all these systems, these traditional systems are just not really set up for this cognitive style. So mm-hmm. she some programs um, and then fast forward. I know I don't want to fast forward too much, but. So now we're really um, sort of in a different direction, especially even the way we're thinking about autism uh, for the minimal speakers, let's say. Now we're really excited because she is in this incredible program. Um, it's called Spelling to Communicate. S2. Okay. And it, the whole gist is that autism is not a cognitive or intellectual disability. It's gross motor. 
So essentially, Ava's brain does not cooperate with her mouth. So she knows all the answers, let's say, but she just, it's like if you and I have had a couple too many glasses of wine. <laughs> right, right. We're following the conversation. We go to sort of articulate what we think and we're just not, it, you know, our brain isn't cooperating with our our gross, our mouth. Right. So, so this idea is that learning to really carve out new neural pathways with a letter board and communicate and it's super cool so um and the folks at s2c the the organization the umbrella organization is i ask i a s c and they're the experts in this they'll do a much better job of explaining it that's awesome but um you know the, the she's been at it about a year and a half and the in those early days really not knowing if ava could read or write um and so just seeing like oh my gosh this is incredible like you know, I I sit in these sessions. I try to follow along. I'm not distracted. I'm not looking at my. I don't know the answers to anything. Yeah, able to you know sort of spell out the answers. Wow, um, that's incredible. Yeah. So wow. so that's cool. So that you know has really now I think we're in a place of oh my gosh this is so exciting. Um, you know, and it's not. It's not just Ava, right? Like this, this profile. Um, the the S two C belief is that uh, that everyone is cap- everyone is capable of this of the, of learning and communicating, and that communication is a human right. So um, I am sort of doing my best to learn from them. Again, I'm I'm just sort of along for the ride on the S two C front, and feeling like it's just so cool to now be able to look at my 14 year old daughter who's yeah. Like, that sort of the traditional world says, oh, no options for you, you know, no options. And and look at her and say, oh, my gosh, you know, when you master this letter board, right, yeah. um, you're going to have complete agency. I mean, forget about like Rum Springer, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what do you want to do? You can you can do anything. And so wow. it's just a very cool. I think that, you know, the world is going to shift a lot for for these spellers that's amazing wow can you also tell me about the bakery that you founded that you co-founded co-founded yep so we started the bakery we're about five years in it's a nonprofit bakery it's job training and employment for people on the spectrum you know same same idea um think that there's now an 85% unemployment rate. I think that's what it is for for people on the spectrum. And it's just totally unnecessary. I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know what the world is looking for in terms of hiring. Right. But our makers are, you know, really talented, really hardworking, precise, proficient, all these things. Um, and just kind of left out of the employment opportunity. So the idea is just to you know to create a space where where the, we level the playing field where they have the ability to to do training and now we're doing employment um because the original idea was that okay we'll train the bakers and then they can go and get jobs um but what we kept realizing is that for whatever reason the world just wasn't ready to hire them especially our middle speakers so, oh, we just thought, well, we're not going to wait for the world to change. What's the workaround? So we have a hiring initiative um, where 
our bakers get certified in our products. And once they're certified, they become W-2 employees of ours. And we have employment partners. And very lucky we have like Morgan Stanley and Bain Company, big employment partners. And those folks pay us so that we can pay the baker's hourly rate. Wow. Sort of like, you know, again, the workaround for you want to support inclusive hiring for one reason or another. You're not equipped, let's say, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have our to hire our bakers. So you're still paying the hourly rate. It's just that they're in our bakery and our workspace where, you know, we have, I guess, what you would call maybe a reverse inclusive environment. Everybody's in together. We have our culinary professionals, bakers, volunteers. It's uh, it's fun in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I watched videos on Instagram and I'm just like, this looks like a really happy place for kids and people to be working at. Can you tell us the name of the bakery and where it's located? Yep. It's called Invictus Bakery and it's located in the heart of Park Slope uh, around the corner from the Barclays Center. Okay. And then what inspired you to make this bakery, to create this bakery and create all these opportunities for so many people? Yeah, so I think probably just because I'm a worrier. (laughs) So when Ava was in her school, Ava's 14, but when she was in her school program, and I think, you know, however old, I think I started thinking about this when she was maybe five years old or six, and I thought, okay, this is great. Everything is individualized and tailored to her and her learning style. And then I thought, okay, well, what happens after you age out of school? Um, There's famous sort of, they call it the cliff, right? So you have all these services, all these programs. And then after age 21 or 22, you age out of these programs. And that's where it just becomes like a desert, you know, no opportunity. So um, I again, just not so much looking ahead as just being a worrier. <laughs> like, okay, I have some time to try to do, you know, maybe do my part to figure something out, maybe. So um, just creating that idea of individualized, customized, but for the 22 and over part of life. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is where the reality show development stuff ca- comes in. Because um, I, in you know, when I would do those, those jobs, it was always looking for fertile terrain, right? Like what right. is, but where is there sort of lots of, you know, lot opportunity, let's say, where because other people aren't doing it. Um, so it was common. And there's a lot of freedom in that, to be honest, because it's hard when you're doing something new, um, mm-hmm. because people will tell you all the reasons that things can't happen. At the same time, there's freedom because you just go ahead and do it, you know, and, and they don't really have anything to compare it to, let's say. So, you know, not that we're the first people to have a social enterprise, but but it was it's it was pretty new, you know, pretty yeah. new started, yeah, five five years ago. And um and now we're always like today's April second. And April is what they call it, um autism awareness month. But mm-hmm. Our belief is, you know, we should be (laughs) well past awareness and well past acceptance. And let's move straight to autism employment. You know, let's really straight. And again, we just represent, you know, one little niche, which is baking. 
but this this idea, this template that the, that our folks can be trained, um, whatever, and and have obviously opportunities available to them to work, to be active um, members of society. Well, if any listeners are interested in hiring anyone for Molly's Bakery, please reach out because yeah, she's a great. Uh, that would be fantastic. What kind of like bakery items is it like cakes and cookies, donuts, or what's your guys' specialty? Yeah, so we started five years ago. Um, Allison, who's my co-founder, she's an educator. And so we started five years ago, and neither of us are bakers. <laughs> so we, our first product was a dog treat. Um, and so since then, since the dog treat days, we had to actually evolve the program because the bakers kept evolving their skills. So I, you know, maybe a year and a half in, uh, we brought in a pastry chef and she's still with us. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She does all of our recipe development. And then we have, you know, actual culinary professionals on the team as well. So um, we do now we do cakes, cupcakes, cookies, brownies, a lot of specialty, specialty items. Um, Zabar's is one of our big clients. And so they they just gave us a special request for I'm going to screw up the name. Rugula? Is that how you say it? I think so, but not positive. <laughs> I, I'm like, especially there was some fancy that I don't, when it gets a little fancier with some of these pastries, I don't really know. I can't pronounce the names of it, but uh, but I know that we're working on all, all kinds of, you know, lovely pastries for people. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so cool. Moving forward with society, what would you like to see change in just in terms of making them more, you know, I don't even want to say accommodating, just, you know, we're all humans, right? And we all learn differently and we all come from different experiences and we definitely have a world that's very formatted to maybe certain types of people and not everyone. Moving forward, yeah. what would you like to see happen just for the autistic community and and in terms of like having the same opportunities. Yeah, just so just just fully integrated lives. I mean, it's not complicated, right? It's just right. what what do you want? What do you want? Do what do I want? I we I want that for my daughter and her her community. Um mm-hmm. so full lives. So work if that's what you want. Productive, you know, I remember being 20 years old in New York City and feeling like how all the possibilities and every day was exciting. I mean, I want that for our bakers. You know, absolutely. That- and they deserve that. They We're absolutely awesome. deserve that. You know, a reimagined future. Um, and it's sad to say reimagined, but the you know, the current sort of climate. Out- yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, when I'm out with my daughter and she, she'll make one of her high decibel <laughs> um, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could see like people are just like, oh my gosh, what was that? And and I always think, oh, this is so sad because it's a common noise, you know, with with a lot of people on the spectrum. And I don't know what the latest numbers are, one and whatever. There are a lot of people on the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. I always think like, oh, how sad that you're not familiar with this noise, right? And that's mm-hmm. because you don't because our 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 kids from the minute they're diagnosed, especially if you're Ava's profile, right? It's like, okay. Everybody else is going to go over in this direction and you, you're going to go over here. And then the world just continues in that fork, right? And there's really no 
past it's just hard to to integrate and to get back in and for all kinds of reasons and you know i think that because if i hear that noise for example at an airport or wherever i am you know i i, I immediately like get a smile on my face like oh where's the where's the autistic person um right well, it's like a for the idea that it even is like what is that just means to me that we're you know right our group is we're like, not as inclusive as we should be at this point in history we sh- you know um because there is sometimes you know when people are people are separated and marginalized and not integrated and because some you know systems are not willing to accept or allow people to be who they are they want them to conform to their standards whoever created these standards i'm not sure (laughs) they've existed for a long time but it is 2023 and i feel like we need to coexist together and you know we are all are different and i think you know people who are different sometimes they end up you know morphing themselves or changing themselves to fit into the system and not really fully expressing themselves because they will get shunned or you know even made fun of even adults we see it all the time with people bullying each other in the media and whatnot the more information that's out and and the more conversations you know for people to understand to accept i think helps move us forward you know i i, I don't know what the solution is to make it completely inclusive but hopefully someday we will get to that point yeah i think of this all the time too just um you know some somebody once said to me like you don't want to collude in the nightmare of powerlessness right Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the systems you know make you feel powerless um so what what has been great is to really just create create this environment create this ecosystem that is separate and apart and is, you know, and we're learning all the time, right? And, you know, can't wait for our spellers, the S2C folks to also sort of advise us and 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 help us to create a even more inclusive um, ecosystem. So it, it has been just <laughs> whenever there would be frustrations at school or frustrations with the IEP process, if you know what that is, it's like an individualized, you know, land mm-hmm, mm-hmm. special education. So anytime, you know, whereas things would just make me so angry, <laughs> I would take that and just put it into the bakery, right? Like, okay, yeah, well, it doesn't really make sense that she can't move on to the next step because she needs to master all 10 steps. We might just be sitting in this limbo forever, right? Because for whatever reason, she can't do nine of 10. So in the bakery, you know, we feel like, okay, well, if whatever that is, like if you can do 80%, right, it's a relay. So if I can make the batters, but you're an expert froster, then guess what? I'll make the batters and you'll frost. Like mm-hmm. it's delegating, putting people at their strengths. <laughs> like, right. I think that's, that's brilliant. And it's, and it's simple. It's, it's, it's like, don't make people do things that they're not great at. We all have our gifts and talents and they're all not the same. So. I think that's a great philosophy. That's exactly right. And I think too, just a place of um, you know, of of optimism. Like so in the early days, we've gotten kind of out of this, but it was always so beautiful in the early days. And again, it came from the idea that these bakers, you know, everybody these systems are picking up their deficits and looking at, you know, like I would get these in the early days data of, you know, Ava had 
X amount of swaps that meaning that she like swatted it. So whatever behaviors that were being charted that were all, you know, negative. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the early days at the end of each shift, this is when we were just a Saturday only program, the at the end of the the class session, we would take time and every instructor, we would go around the room, would would spend time talking about like the the thing that the baker did exceptionally well that day. Mm -hmm. Right. And just that idea that it was is not deficit based. This is totally purposefully, you know, what went well today. Let's talk about that for once. Yeah. Uh, and you could see the bakers would be like moving around the space. But when it was their turn for the instructor to talk about what so and so did well, you know, they just would beam because mm-hmm. people that don't really get to hear all the things that are going well. <laughs> yeah. We all need that. Absolutely. 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 Oh, that's, I think it's just amazing that you're like, I want to create something for my daughter. And with doing that and taking that action, you're creating opportunities, not only for her, but for other kids. And, you know, that's, that's incredible to me. And that's, just it's moving through things and creating change and breaking barriers and being like, you know what, I'm going to change the system. So yeah, and Allison, who's my co-founder, so she, you know, she has an education background. And so she just always had this philosophy. Right. And actually, the thing that brought us together is in the early days when Ava was little. Again, I think I met Allison when Ava was like three and a half. And so she was really the first educator that looked at my child and picking out this or that said like oh but we got to teach Ava to swim you know that was the yeah. thing and 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 so that is what brought us together on um, just our shared philosophy and and then yeah she you know Allison really has worked with a lot of bakers I call everybody a baker <laughs> yeah for her time so so she definitely like if, if I was sort of started it for my one child, Allison always, you know, was all about the extended community. And now, of course, you know, we want to really change the landscape for employment if possible. That's amazing. That's incredible, Molly. Uh, so I'm going to put all your information in the show notes, your website and the Instagram page for the bakery. So if any listeners want to reach out to you and yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And yes, and I'm I'm really excited to see what happens moving forward. And thank you for doing amazing things for the world.